Good evening. Happy Lord's Day. My name is Ross. I'm a member here at Bethany Baptist Church. Because man must not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Turn your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 8. This is your, if you don't have a Bible, we do have a black hardcover Bible under the seat in front of you. If you're using one of those Bibles, it's going to be on page 297. If you've never opened up a Bible before, uh, when we're talking about 1 Kings, that's the book number. Chapter 8 is the large number, and then we're going to be in verse 30 today, which is the small number. Sorry, did I say book number? It's the name of the book. Thank you. Appreciate it. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 30. Hear God's words. Hear the petition of your servant and your people Israel, which they pray towards this place. May you hear in your dwelling place in heaven. May you hear and forgive. This is the word of the Lord. May the word of the Lord dwell richly within us. Let's pray. Father, that is our prayer now. Our prayer is that you would hear and forgive. Though our sins are many, your mercy is more. Father, as we think about 1 Kings 8, 30, we pray that you would bend our hearts to your word that you would stir our hearts for a greater love and joy and satisfaction in you, or that you'd help us to believe that you listen, that you hear us even now as we speak to you, and in the depths of our sins, you forgive us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So a bit of introduction. Um, In chapter 8, Solomon has just finished building the temple. The temple that the God of the universe was going to stay at, was going to dwell among his people. Solomon has just finished that temple, and now he's dedicating that temple in front of the people of Israel. And in verse 22, he starts to pray. He prays a prayer of praise in front of the congregation. He starts by speaking about God and how God is, there is no one like God. And how even this temple that he has built cannot contain God. And then after his prayer of praise, he starts to petition, a prayer of petition. And he asks the Lord to hear his prayers. That's his prayer of petition. Hear my prayers, Lord. Hear the prayers of this congregation. And then in verse 30, he continues his prayer petition. But instead of praying that God would hear, he starts to pray for something specific. He prays that God would hear and forgive. And so verse 30 is a little bit of a transition. It goes from hear us, Lord, to hear and forgive. And in the next 20, 30 verses, he gives seven circumstances that he wants God to hear and answer. God, I want you to hear and forgive here. God, I want you to hear and do this. I want you to hear and uphold the cause. And today we're going to focus our time 
really on the end of the verse. But let's, let's read verse 30, and it'll, it'll kind of work out the introduction. Hear the petition of your servant, who's Solomon, who's praying, and your people Israel, the congregation that's praying with him, which they pray towards this place, this place being the temple of God that they've just built, that they're praying in dedication towards. May you hear in your dwelling place in heaven. What's Solomon saying here? Solomon is saying that wherever the Israelites are in the future, when they pray towards the temple, will God hear their prayers in heaven? There's a correlation here between heaven and earth. The earthly temple is an embassy of the heavenly kingdom. The earthly temple in the last few chapters was built in specific detail in the likeness of heaven where God dwells. And so Solomon here is saying, when he prays, when the, when the congregation is praying towards the temple on earth where God dwells with his people, his prayer is that God would hear that in heaven. And then we're going to spend the rest of the time thinking about this last line here, which is, may you hear and forgive. And so that's the main idea. If you're taking notes today, the, idea, the main idea for this message is that God hears and forgives. You might be thinking, Ross, it doesn't say that God hears and forgives. As Solomon's actually asking God to forgive. But we know, and knowing that, but I mean, Solomon's not talking to us. Solomon's talking about the Israelites and their sins. So, so what does this have to do with us and how God hears us and forgives us? But we know as New Testament Christians that God does, in fact, hear us and forgive us in Christ. And so I want to spend the rest of our time thinking about how God hears us and forgives us. So let's start by looking at the first situation in verse 31 where God hears. So Solomon is interceding on behalf of the Israelites, and it says this, when a man sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath, and he comes to take an oath before your altar in the temple, may you hear in heaven and act. So the situation is your neighbor is forcing you to take an oath, and he's sinning against you in that way, and so you go and take an oath. The prayer request that Solomon has is verse 32, may you in heaven, Father, hear and act. May you judge your servant, condemning the wicked man by bringing what he has done on his head and providing justice for the righteous by, providing, by rewarding him according to his righteousness. So Solomon's prayer request is that the God of heaven would hear the oath being made and that the God of heaven would make a righteous judgment. That even when the people around in the temple don't know that this man was coerced into making this oath, even when... The person taking the oath has been sinned against, and people around him might think, might not know and realize that. Solomon is saying, God, but you know in heaven. You hear their hearts and not just the external circumstances. It's a prayer, not that God would hear and forgive, but actually a prayer that God would hear and judge. Now, what does that have to do with us? I was thinking about it today and this week, I was thinking about times where I was at work, or times where you were at work, or times with your family where you've had tension with your family, or you've been a gossip stopper at work, where you're working, you're working, you hear someone gossip, and, and maybe you call them out that they're wrong, or you refuse to gossip with them, and now you're the black sheep. Now you're the weird one, or if 
your boss isn't acting with integrity or your manager isn't acting with integrity and you confront the manager and you say, no, I'm not going to do what you told me to do because that's not right. I must obey God over obeying you. And now there's pressures at work because you haven't bent to what they wanted you to do. You haven't obeyed them and you said you obeyed God. In those situations, oftentimes, your coworkers, the ones that are gossiping or the ones, your manager, um, it feels like all of them are turning against you. Like you're the weird one for not doing what they want you to do. Just, just do it. Like it's not that big of a deal. Just do this. Like why do you have to be so annoying and so different? Can't you just join us in talking about somebody and what they've done wrong? I think... In this passage, the comfort is that God hears and knows what's really happening. That God sees and hears your righteousness in those situations. God hears and knows that what you're doing is right. And that he actually judges the wicked. And judges the righteous and rewards the righteous. And so that's my encouragement to you today, brothers and sisters. If you are standing and living for righteousness sake and you feel like there's tension with your family there's tension with your work even if there's tension in your marriage at times know that god hears you and he knows what's true and what's right so that's the first circumstance here of god judging rightly hearing and judging rightly and the the rest of them focus on this idea of judging of hearing and forgiving so Israel, in the future, um, I'm saying future because the prayer of praise was in past tense of what God has done. The prayer of petition was present tense. And these circumstances are all future tense in terms of when this happens, when this happens, when this happens. Uh, one of the circumstances is when Israel sins against you. May you hear their calls and cries to you and forgive them. That's in line with what we're thinking about here in terms of hearing and forgiving. The question I have is, why does God forgive? Why does God hear and forgive? God hears and forgives because Solomon is interceding for them. But it's not only Solomon's intercession. If you read the text again, hear the petition of your servant. There's... Solomon, who's the kingly servant. And then there's Jesus, who is another kingly servant. Solomon is a type of Christ, is a a foreshadowing of Christ to come, the king of the universe who would take on flesh and become a servant. He wouldn't come to be served, but that he would come and serve. And in this situation, Solomon is praying for his congregation. And Jesus right now is speaking on our behalf. And they're praying towards this place. And, may, and Solomon's praying that God would hear in heaven while our very Lord is in heaven right now. And not only is our very Lord in heaven right now speaking on our behalf, as Solomon speaks for his congregation, our very Lord Jesus hears because he takes on flesh. That's how we can trust that Christ hears you in your prayers, is that Christ is not just a far-off God 
but he's an intimate God, and he actually takes on flesh and becomes one of us. Truly man, truly God, lives the perfect life that we should have lived. Dwelt among the sinners and the tax collectors, the unholy ones, the Gentiles. And then he dies. And he rises on the third day. If you're not a Christian this morning, that is the gospel. The gospel is that you have turned, that you have wronged a holy God. And because of that, the holy God judges wrong. And Christ forgives through his death and resurrection, that God forgives through Christ's death and resurrection, if you would turn from your sins and turn to him. Okay, so that's hearing and forgiving. Brothers and sisters, some of you today, right now, may be feeling like God doesn't hear you and forgive you. Some of you feel like you've been in this sin for so long that you have been digging yourself into a hole, a hole of sin, and it's so deep that God can't forgive you. That the, the hole of sin is so deep that God doesn't hear you from down there. And I want you to know that there is no sin that God does not forgive. That there is no depth of sin that you can go. There is no sin that's so great and so heinous that the blood of Christ does not cover and forgive. Some of you may feel like you've made a habit of sin. There's just sins in your life that you've been fighting for so long. You've been trying to repent and trust in Jesus and confess to others. You've done as much as you can, humanly speaking, to fight this sin, and yet it just feels like there's no out. Like I, I don't know what else to do. Have you ever felt that way? Brothers, brothers and sisters, there's, there's hope in you in the gospel. There's hope for you in the gospel because God hears your prayers. God hears those cries that you have when you feel stuck, when you feel like these chains are so strong towards this sin. God hears those cries and God forgives. Some of you may be in a discouraging season and you don't know if God hears your prayers our Lord Jesus in heaven the God of the universe hears even the quietest one of our prayers the ones in our hearts that we struggle to even say out loud? Our Lord Jesus, he hears that prayer and he moves. Children, some of you may think that you're too young. Does God really hear me when I pray at night? When Abba and Mama, when they pray for me, does God hear those prayers? You can be forgiven of your sins today, children. 
Turn to Jesus. Ask God. He's listening to you. Even now, he's listening to you. Ask God to forgive you from your sins and trust in Jesus. And he will forgive you of your sins. The corporate application here for the members of Bethany Baptist Church is to remind one another of the forgiveness found in Christ. To listen to one another as God listens to us and to consistently and regularly remind each other that God forgives you of your sins. All right, brothers and sisters, so Solomon is interceding for his congregation, and Christ is our ultimate intercession. Christ hears us. He speaks and intercedes to the Father for us, and we are forgiven in Christ. Let's pray. Father, we often don't really believe that you hear us. We're skeptical and we're, we think of you too smallly and too lightly. So I pray that your words would grow a sense of your love towards us and your attentiveness towards us that we would feel forgiven in our sins. Lord, we pray that for our church, that you'd continue to break the self-deception of the lies of Satan that make us believe that we're not forgiven in Christ, that we need to make ourselves right without the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.